Hello and welcome to this very special bonus podcast of Castable. My name is Matt Hoss and it's just me today. And I am going to give this tiny little snippet from me to you as a little uh, New Year's gift. Most of the time, it's usually me listening or asking about other people's music tastes, but I thought for this one-off special, just a very short episode, I'm going to tell you about my top albums of 2020. So, a lot of albums particularly resonated with me this year because it's a a, a year like no other. It's been a very hard year for the music industry, but even so, there's been some really amazing tracks. Honestly, like, there have been some albums which have been my favourite in the whole world, and uh, it's been made particularly more and more relevant because of the uh, odd situation that we all find ourselves in. Here are several albums I've really really loved this year and I really wanted to share with you. I'm not going to drone on for too long, I hope you enjoy. So okay, in no particular order, um, album number one. Firstly, it's AJJ, the band, uh, with their their latest album called Good Luck Everybody. AJJ are a folk punk band who've had a lot of different sounds and evolutions over their uh, very, very varied career. Good Luck Everybody is, uh, is no exception to that rule. This album set out to be the most, quote, most lyrically punk album. Uh, and I think that's absolutely true. It's not punk in terms of the guitar work or the uh or like the melodies uh, apart from a couple of songs but that the 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 words really spit out a lot of home truths crunchy satire and heartbreaking revelations it's a very moving album it inadvertently was a guide map for 2020 for me it was uh, it came out in january quite early in january and the album concludes uh, with a, a song called a big day for grimly and the final lyrics are Good luck, everybody, uh, which Sean, Sean Bonnet articulates in both a cynical sentiment as well as a hopeful one for the future. Little did he know about the, the year ahead. But also on top of this, uh, Sean Bonnet from AJJ has done um, a mostly daily live stream in lockdown and does those online shows uh, regularly, which and that's just been the glue for my year. And uh, yeah, check out Good Luck, Everybody from AJJ. Number two. Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. Oh, what a humdinger. So, Spanish Love Songs were one of the very few bands I've actually seen live this year. It was pre-pandemic. Do you remember those Halloween days where we were allowed to go to music gigs? Oh, they were so good. Um, I saw Spanish Love Songs supporting the Menzingers in Newcastle in February, and they really impressed me. They were supporting, and they just blew me away there and then. Rarely do you see Spotmand as such life-affirming as Spanish love songs. Um, this is their third album, and it's uh, and obviously Brave Faces Everyone has a similar title and similar messages to AJJ, but I think their points come across very differently, and uh, and I would say Spanish love songs have a very much more bleaker edge to them as well. They have a very cynical vibe, and they don't pull the punches whatsoever. They have a lot of insightful lyrics, uh, and occasionally... Well, it's, to be fair, it's quite bleak, but occasionally quite positive looks out in life. It's a joy to listen to, despite the crushing lyrics, and they really are. Um, I think those songs are the anthems of the 21st century. Check out Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. Number three. I really love that voice, by the way. Punisher by Phoebe Bridges. Oh, I kind of feel like this is quite a 
I'm gonna say mainstream. Uh, not, it's, Baby Bridges isn't necessarily mainstream, but it's certainly more um, accessible uh, of all the things I've kind of put. Maybe, maybe not accessible, but certainly more well-known. Uh, Phoebe Bridges is just a phenomenon at the moment. This album, it's romantic, heartbreaking, and just just sad, uh, but wonderful at the same time. It's wonderfully woven into this masterpiece of an album. Phoebe Bridges is getting more and more famous at the moment, and, and so I really uh, feel like I'm understanding her songwriting prowess. If you need a way into her work, I really couldn't recommend the song Coyote more. I think that is my favourite song on the album, and maybe one of my favourite songs in the whole like year. It's really, uh, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's a perfect song. It's um, It really encapsulates everything about it, and I, th I don't know anyone who couldn't like that song. And I think it's one of the most perfect songs recorded. And that was Punisher by Phoebe Bridges. Number four. So this is a big one for me. No Dream by Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, this was a surprise album and what a hell of an album. It's punchy, volatile punk, but with a biting societal critique with heartbreaking intimacy of human details of Jeff's life as well. So this album is really, really amazing because it came out in the summer. No Dream is about Jeff's ability to not be able to leave the house and his lack of sleep and his anxieties about the world and how crushing everything is. And uh, he talks about how his anxiety and the state of the world incapacitates him in life so he can't even leave the house. Which was so perfect for 2020. When I listened to that, it was like he had been there in lockdown with me. It's an album about self-care, anxiousness and resilience. And in typical Rosenstock fashion, he applies it to both his personal life and his political perception of the world. No Dream is a great punk album, but yet again, Jeff Rosenstock's albums transcend the genre and develop something which is more than just an album. It is really, uh, it's an event, it's a moment, it's a movement. Jeff Rosenstock, No Dream. There are some other really honourable mentions I would like to say, like The Soccer Mommy, uh, Laura Jane Grace, Bruce Springsteen, Run The Jewels, uh, their fourth album. There are Laura Veers and uh, and The Big Moon as well. And it's, I always find it quite hard to rank stuff, and I don't like ranking stuff for the sake of it, but I just wanted to uh, highlight some of those things. But I also wanted to give a special award out. Award? I don't, I'm not doing awards, but I'm, I'm going to give a special little mention uh, to my favourite live album of the year. And that goes out to Metallica with Symphony Metallica 2, otherwise known as S&M 2. If you don't know what it is, it's where Metallica play alongside the San Francisco Symphony and they do a range, they play a live version of their songs and they play alongside the arrangements. So there's a Symphony and Metallica S&M. Uh, so, and yeah, it could be quite easily conceived that it's a, uh, it's kind of a money spinner for the uh, the band, but actually it's the opposite for me. It kind of reaffirms that they really do love their music, and honestly Metallica don't need any more money, uh, but it it's shows that they really want to push the form, and it wasn't just a cheap knock on the head just to it randomly. They put so much thought and effort into it, and they're an experimental metal band. They're Despite having like millions of uh, dollars in the bank, they want to push out the form more. They want to play around with it, and and like their history allows them to kind of be a bit wary of that. Uh, with say anger and stuff like that, but they still put it out in such a original 
and wonderful fashion. They they take risks which small bands can't do, and I think that's wonderful. Um, and they do put the boat out, and uh, they play like classical music for 15 minutes. And uh, they find like if listen to the second half of the album where they the symphony takes over for a bit, and it's really wonderful. And it's a, a nice mixture between classical music and metal, and I think it's really uh, wonderful. And on top of that, they they reimagine really a lot of songs from say Anger as well. Uh, and not to go into too much detail, but what say Anger is, it's an album where um, it's kind of like a, a forgotten album, and uh, they kind of did really badly. And they pushed. It was an experimental album on their behalf, and uh, it, they kind of swept it under the rug. But they, with Symphony Metallica, they re- revisited quite a few of the songs, in particular "All Within My Hands," and they rewove it with experience and with a lot of TLC, and really re made the song into something extra wonderful. I already loved that song, I already loved that album, but they really transcended that song and that album and they kind of did it justice, which is really one of my favourite things about this album and that's why it's my favourite live album and uh, there's not many music geeks happening in 2020, but I so I thought that was worthy of the best live album this year. So some absolute gems there for you to check out and obviously uh, check out the enemy one that's also really good and plenty of awesome stuff to uh, listen to but hopefully you enjoyed that if you'd like to hear more great musical opinions why don't you check out castival if you haven't done so already make sure to subscribe if you haven't uh, given this five star rating please do that and on top of that why don't you give me a follow at matt house comedy on twitch twitter instagram and follow us at castival podcast and all those places as well We'll be back in the new year for more seasons and more great guests. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you very soon. Bye.